Hey there, Full Disc listeners. We've got something special for you today. In the current global pandemic world we're living in, we at Full Disc started feeling the huge void being left by the extreme lack of aviating going on. Our good friends at Mudspike Aviation felt the same. We both agreed that something needed to be done. Since we couldn't get out and watch our friends fly, we figured what better way to keep in touch than inviting them into our virtual flight line and having a simple conversation about all things aviation. For seven straight hours, we had live conversations with military pilots, airshow pilots, warbird owners and operators, social media personalities, and photographers. The audio was recorded live, and while there were definitely some technical issues that popped up, we feel that the quality of the conversation greatly outweighs the quality of the audio. Without further ado, Full Disc Aviation and Mudspike Aviation present the following for your listening pleasure. Full Disc Aviation and Mudspike Aviation present an aviation conversation. My name is Chris Lowe from Mudspike Aviation. Um, we're co-hosting this pretty neat, um, pretty neat event um, with our friends over from Full Disc Aviation, more more based on the East Coast, to try and kind of you know bring some joy into these uncertain times. You know, with um, a bunch of air show cancellations uh, around the world. Um, you know that everyone's uh, trying to stay safe, um, so hoping everyone's staying safe and healthy. So, um, without further ado, let's uh, get this started. So, for the next thirty minutes, we'll be talking to um, one of the one of the premier uh, air show performers out here, at least on the West Coast, that I've seen numerous times. Um, so, uh, joining me today is uh, one of my good friends, Ian Glover. Um, so, how are you doing today, Ian? I'm doing good, brother. I'm motivated. What about you? Uh, not not doing too bad. Just trying to stay uh, a little cool in these warmer warmer weather out here. Yeah, it's 96 down here, so I, I can. And, and, and as you know, my AC went out for a couple hours today, but we're back and happy. Life is good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back in action. Um, so uh, I'm sure everyone isn't here to listen to us ramble on about ourselves. So let's get into this interview guest today is uh, quite the accomplished aviator shares uh, her passion for the sky with everyone uh, so without further ado i'd like to to welcome dr vicky benzing to uh to this interview how are you doing today i'm doing great chris thank you very much for having me of course of course so if you could um take a few minutes here to you know tell us about your your background uh, what got you into flying you know and all that stuff Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, I'm from California. I was born and raised in California. Actually, I was born in Watsonville, California, delivered by the same doctor that delivered my mother. <laughs> um, and I learned to fly in Watsonville. My uncle was a pilot. He was, um, he was a crop duster pilot, and then he flew air shows, and he flew in the Reno air races. And I think watching him fly when I was growing up and Getting to go up in an airplane when I was a little kid is really what inspired me to want to fly. And my my story about getting into aviation is is a little long and convoluted. Um, I was going to school studying chemistry. One of my friends came down to my lab and said, hey, let's go skydiving. So we went out with skydiving and I fell in love with skydiving. And um, so I was around the airplanes and... I went back home to my parents and said, I got to learn to fly. And um, one of my dad's friends 
in Watsonville had a Taylor Craft, a 1941 Taylor Craft. And so uh, that's the plane that I learned to fly in on the, on the California coast in Watsonville. And I would drive, uh, I was in school at Berkeley at the time, I'd drive down every Saturday and take two lessons on Saturdays. And, and uh, that was about all I could afford to do. So even though um, I got to learn a, my dad's friend's plane, I still had to pay for the instructor and stuff. So I was kind of broke. And um, it took me about six months to, to get my pilot license. And that was some 38 years ago. And I've never looked back. <laughs> Right. That's awesome. So could you take a moment to tell us also about uh, the, the different aircraft you fly? I know uh, personally, I've seen the, uh, seen two different aircraft, um, but I know that you fly a few different, um, a few different airframes. Yeah. Um, well, altogether, since you sent me some of these questions, I was looking at how many planes I've actually flown over my uh, flying career. I've flown 50 different aircraft. Um, but in air shows, I fly the Stearman mainly. I started out flying, well, that's not really true, but it, I started out flying an extra. And I flew in the aerobatic contest in the extra. And then uh, one of my buddies said, hey, come fly your, he knew I had a Stearman, come fly your Stearman in my air show. And um, so I went and flew this, the Stearman in his air show. And all of a sudden, everybody wanted to, wanted the Stearman instead of the extra. and so. Um, so the extra, I was getting about, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I got, had about four shows in the extra. And then last year I just decided to retire the extra because I wasn't doing enough shows in it. And so pretty much I'm focusing on this German now. Although I will say that, uh, I just purchased a P-51 Mustang last summer and, um, I hope to have it on the air show circuit next year. Yeah, I uh Ian and I were talking about it earlier. Um could could you tell us a little bit about that Mustang cuz I from what I understand it's not just any Mustang. That's right. It's a special Mustang. It belonged to uh Clay Lacey. It actually belonged to Clay for gosh, since 1964, so 56 years or something. Um maybe that'd be 55 years since I bought it in 2019. But uh it was out of Van Nuys painted purple and he raced it uh, at Reno and it was a 1970 national champion. It's incredibly original. We're going through it right now, just um, redoing the engine and redoing the hydraulics and stuff, making sure it's all good for doing air shows. And um, Steve Hinton Jr. is doing the work on the airplane and Steve's like, this is, this is amazing. This is like the, the nicest airframe we've ever worked on. So it is a. Uh, it was so original that the hydraulic actuators had never been rebuilt, and they still had the little lead seals on them from North American. Oh wow, that's. I mean, that's yeah. impressive. I mean, that's just yeah, you know, an awesome the, machine. Yeah, they took the cockpit apart, and uh, there were still the pencil markings from when the factory had put it together originally. It's pretty much a time capsule. I mean, that's awesome because. So, yeah, I'm thrilled history, to have that though, airplane. The history of this stuff, um, let alone you know the just the performance, is something that you know, I personally enjoy. So it's really awesome that you know you'll be able to showcase that um, coming up here. 
Uh, yeah, that's my plan is to, um, we're going to repaint it and then to paint it back into its, uh, the same colors that I, that Clay had it in the purple. Um, some people asked about painting it, you know, the original military colors and stuff, but, um, it has a lot of history in the paint job that it's in. And I really like to preserve that history and, and be able to take it out and show it to people. So. That's that's really oh, awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Hey, Vicky, this is Ian. Question, do you think hey, you'll Ian. hey, with that uh that Clay Lacey P fifty one, do you think it'll ever race again or or perform primarily at air shows? Well, I would love to put it on the race course. I would have actually loved to put it on the race course this year because it would have been the fiftieth anniversary of when it won at Reno. But um, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not really in a position to be able to fly it, uh, to, to actually be able to quote unquote race it because cause basically I can't buy a second engine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be a, a stock engine and, and I'll be flying it around the race course with the other aircraft that are flying around the race course. And I'm sure the banks will get out and we'll push it. But um, but my intention is to at least get it out on the race course and, and show it. Wow. That'll be nice to see. You know, at Reno, there really is only one winner per class, right? The rest of us, we just fly around on the race course and make a good show. <laughs> right. So speaking of Reno, um, I understand that you've what you've flown in a few different classes before, right? Would you mind telling yeah, us a little I, bit about that? I started out um, I started out flying in sport class in 2010, and I think um, it was in 2013 that one of my buddies asked me to to fly in a 39 jet class. So I jumped on that. Um, and so I've flown both sport and jet class for the last. Well, gosh, I've been flying for 10 years at Reno, and some years flying in two classes. Um, I've mostly flown in uh, sport silver, although one year I raced in sport gold, and I ended up second in sport gold. And then uh, the jets, gone, raced in both jet silver and jet gold. Uh, probably the highest finish in jets is um, fifth in the gold. I had, a, I had a first place bronze one year, but that's kind of weird the way they did the classes. So, um, but in the jets, I I uh, set a course record for being the fastest woman ever. I mean, that's that's impressive. Um, kind of kind of building on top of that, I know one of the things that is a big part of at least what I see is why you do this and you know perform at air shows and stuff is to uh, inspire the next generation of of women aviators and uh, women in STEM uh, on top of, you know, just every, every young person. Could you, could you take some time to talk about, you know, I see that as something that I, I would consider one of your missions with flying. Um, you know, I, I really think it is um, so important to have role models. I know that for myself um, and growing up, there were not a whole lot of role models and, and some of the things that I chose to do. And, and when I became a pilot, it was very rare to hear a woman's voice on the radio. Um, 
But I, one of the biggest kicks I get out of flying in air shows is getting to interact with the crowd and, and um, meeting the kids and signing autographs for the kids. And, you know, I just hope that, that, that some of them walk away being inspired to go pursue their dreams. Right. That's really, that's really awesome. And I've seen you interact with the crowd in that way quite a few times. So it's, it's just something that I think is important as well. You know, just making sure that the, the kids can see that, oh yeah, you know, you can go get your PhD in chemistry and you can also barnstorm in a, in a steerman. That's right. You can do this too. Exactly. And I, I, mean, think, it, I think sometimes, you know, I think the girls, they see they see a woman flying and they're like, oh, she can do it. I could do it too. Exactly. And, um, if you don't ever see that, you're like, you don't necessarily think you can do it. So, yeah. Right. So that's an that's an awesome, I guess, kind of service that you do for, uh, for I guess, the whole world, actually. Well, it's the most rewarding part of what I do. Exactly. You know, I absolutely love to fly and. And flying air shows is sort of the next thing if you're if you love to fly and um so I just love to share that how much uh, passion I have for flying with the audience and and then the icing on the cake is getting to, to talk to little kids so. well, that's just really cool um kind of switching gears here um is there is there a moment in uh, I guess your flying career that you would consider? Uh, most memorable um any anything that kind of stands out oh that's a really hard question (laughs) (laughs) um well we did a trip across the country um gosh when was it i think it was in 2009 i flew with um a group of five aircraft and three of the airplanes no there were seven aircraft and five of the airplanes were flown by teenage pilots and there was me and my steerman and another friend of mine in this tri-pacer. And we flew from California to Oshkosh. And uh, so these are all very young pilots who had never really done a cross-country of certainly of not that magnitude. And uh, we camped along the way. We did some motels along the way. We had weather. We had, we had a situation where um, the, the person who had the least fuel or at least range was a cub flown by uh, a gal who was 17 who had just gotten her pilot's license. And um, we had called ahead to make sure there was fuel at this airport and we got there and the fuel pump didn't work. And so we spent like an hour transferring in water bot empty water bottles, fuel from one of the Cessnas into her cub. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, then because because it took so long to do that we ended up we didn't get into our final destination which i think was casper wyoming or something on that leg until well after dark and neither one of us um, really had the proper lighting for flying at night Um, so that was kind of a kind of an interesting trip but just uh flying across the country is so amazing Uh, when these little airplanes we could fly as long as we're not over congested areas, we could fly 500 feet across the ground. And you see so much wildlife in the West, um, especially in Wyoming and crossing the Rockies. There are um, antelope and deer and bear and elk and 
coyotes and wolves, and I, I can't even tell you how many animals we've seen. It's amazing. Wow, that sounds that sounds yeah. like an absolutely beautiful experience. It is. Uh, we live in a really special place. We're so lucky to live here in this country. And, um, we often try to... Uh, now I've done this trip probably five times because I've taken my stream out to Oshkosh to fly in the air show. Right, I and, saw you um, last year. Yeah. So I usually try to fly through South Dakota because they have the Badlands and they have um, Mount Rushmore. And there's just so much amazing scenery through there. Uh, I highly recommend anybody who's flying to, to make their way out through that area. It's that awesome. sounds awesome. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, there's so you know the thing about the thing about flying. There's so many aspects to flying. It's you know there's aerobatics, there's cross country flying, there's IFR flying, there's backcountry flying. There's just so many facets of flying that you can entertain yourself for your whole lifetime <laughs> in flying. Right, it's something that I definitely want to get into myself. Um, so yeah, that's pretty. Awesome. I would say um, for I learned to fly when I was young. I was still in school, and it made it it totally changed my life. Uh, I think, especially as a woman, you don't grow up with a lot of self confidence. But when you learn to fly, you you you're on your own. You have to make it happen for yourself. And the amount of self confidence that I gained from learning to fly. And also my my experience learning the skydive, it was just, it totally changed my life. Totally but, changed what I could do in my life. It's yeah, it's remarkable. So I would highly encourage anybody to to go do it. Well, that sounds really really awesome, Ian. I uh, I understand that you have a question you bring up. If he's there. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah, very Sorry, inspiring. Anna. I hope I didn't put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this is very inspiring. Father, girls in particular, um, one who starts her and two others interested in flying. Uh, what you said about the, uh, the amount of self-confidence that you gain is um, I'm going to make sure as a result of that, I'm sure even more that my daughters uh start doing things like the uh, the um the young eagles program that uh, gives rides to uh to young people who are interested in aviation and my daughters have been asking uh me for it for a while but and i'm always worried how do i instill that self said just like it gave me another another way to do so that i had not thought about so i do appreciate that that's great. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, with the, uh, I'm curious to know with the, the cancellation of the air show season, what are you doing with, uh, with your time? How has it changed um, what you do aviation wise? Well, I'm still managing to get out there and fly some. We have a house on an airport, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like getting in the car. <laughs> uh, and so we uh, we have a couple of cubs. My husband and I we came out 
go flying in the morning and practice our back skills. Um, and next week I'll be doing a, a flyover the Condor Squadron over Bakersfield. My uh, my sponsor is the California Aeronautical University. They're a university that provides a four-year education um, for kids who want to become pilots. They are flyover of the town as a thank you to all the first responders and all the people who are providing services at their own risk by uh, working in essential services. So he has quite the little route planned for <laughs> right. uh, we'll be making that flyover on Thursday the 30th around noon. And it should be about 30 minutes over now. So we're going to do. So I'll be uh, my sermon down to Bakersfield for that next week. Oh, very cool. So you're still staying busy. That's good. Are you optimistic yeah. about uh, the future? air shows has happened this year? Well, you know, I don't know what to say about that because um, pretty much all my air shows have been canceled. The races are still planning to go forward. We should okay. know more uh, as the summer goes on, but we're still planning to happen. And I just got a note uh, yesterday from the organizers at Edwards Air Force Base, that they're still planning to have their show in October. Okay. But I think it all depends on what happens with the virus and how well we're able to, I don't know, turn the curve over. Because it's not just flattening it. It's, I think the curve has to turn over before they're going to allow people out. Right, right. We'll see. Um, interestingly, ICAF came up with some, or at least some of the ICAF members, maybe, I, I read it through ICAF, came up with some good ideas for, you know, having these kind of, like, fly-in air shows, or drive-in air shows. Hmm. <laughs> People stay in their cars. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I mean, at least for air shows or open-air assemblies. And if uh, if you limit the attendance, then I think people can ma manage the, the social distancing. So I guess we'll see what happens. Right. Okay. In the meantime, it gives me lots of time to clean bugs off of my airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you ask me what I've been doing. I, Everything I is clean. <laughs> I can picture that. I met you in uh, 2018 or 2019. And you were at the, it was a Wednesday afternoon at the Plains of Fame Museum, and you were underneath the, that uh, that purple P50 scraping the crud off of it. And uh, so oh, I can yeah. imagine you cleaning bugs off of your uh, off of your airplanes. That's right. You know, uh, this is not a glamorous. <laughs> you get to do everything. <laughs> right. Cleaning grease, cleaning bugs. <laughs> yep, do it all. <laughs> right so um we're, we're getting up on the end of our time here so i guess we'll take some some questions from the from the people listening um we do have one uh which is um what's your favorite venue to fly at scenery wise because uh, you do fly in an open cockpit steerman which is uh you probably have 
quite the view. Um, so, so what are some of the favorite places that you've been able to fly at? Oh, well, I have to say that um, flying in the Pacific Northwest in the summertime, I fly a show up at Boundary Bay, and I've, I've flown Arlington in the past with the backdrop of the Cascades. Um, oh, up there in Tacoma, over the bound, uh, Commencement Bay, all that is just stunningly beautiful. So I I, I'm really going to miss... Uh, my tour up through the Northwest this year. Because typically I'll head up there in mid June and then uh, stay up there doing air shows. I have three or four air shows now up there um, and leaving out of there in uh, end of July to go to Oshkosh usually. So, right. I can I, imagine. I that's, yeah. I'm most yeah. I can imagine it's a beautiful place to fly up there. I've, I've been up there a few times up in uh, Portland. Um, gosh, it's some beautiful country up. It's beautiful country, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess kind of last the... year. Last year, I did a show on Vancouver Island in a little little town called Qualcomm Beach, <laughs> right on the right on the edge of the island. It's really beautiful. Oh wow, that sounds uh, that sounds really interesting. Um, <laughs> I'll have to look up and see and see kind of what that that looks like because um, that sounds like a beautiful place to have a show. Yeah, yeah, they have the shows in the most amazing places. <laughs> okay, well, awesome. Um, so I guess kind of as as we close out here, um, what's what's in store for the future for uh, for for Doctor Vicky Benzing? Is there is there anything that you're looking forward to? Um, I know that you know this season for the air shows is kind of uncertain everything but is there anything that you know is maybe a little bit longer lead that you're looking forward well i'm certainly looking forward to getting the mustang back and uh beginning to train in the mustang and and hopefully getting it out there for at least some shows next year um surprisingly i've already been booking shows next year so um people are raring to go just need to open this up so i'll be preparing for that for next year, um, I who knows what else. <laughs> I've I guess I've found that life is kind of a <laughs> exactly you sort of plan to go in a direction, but sometimes you got to let yourself walk through doors that you didn't expect, and yeah. uh, those open other doors for you. Exactly. Sometimes the improv has yeah. to take over. That's right. Um, I've done some work with the movies in the past. Um, done a couple uh, films. One of them is on uh, Netflix, Mercury 13, and um, right. an episode I've seen of that. NCIS. Yeah, and and I was supposed to work on another movie up in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia area this summer, but uh, they. I don't know what's happening with that uh, at this point. It's probably is unlikely. So, but I do hope to do some more of that. That that's quite fun to do that kind of work. And, yeah, that's... and sometimes quite challenging what they ask you to do. Oh right, because you know it's just oh well, you're a pilot, so you can do anything. So <laughs> yeah. Well, NCIS, all they had to do was a takeoff, pretty easy. But um, another move as in. They they had some extensive taxi scenes where 
the, the dad was like running behind me, chasing me. And I had a taxi with a tail up and these monster winds. And, oh man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and not only that, but have a little kid in the seat, <laughs> uh, being the person who's supposedly taxiing. That's gotta so, be nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank you uh, so much for taking the time to sit down with us today. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I hope that everyone listening in um, enjoyed, you know, kind of getting into the mind of, uh, of you along, as, along with, you know, the other people that we've had on. Um, uh, be sure uh, to check out uh, Vicki Benzing's social media. Um, she's on Instagram at Vicki Benzing, and then um, you can go check out her website with a lot more information, um, VickiBenzing.com. Um, so yeah, is there, yeah, if there's anything that you'd like to close out with, any messages um, to, let, to let us know, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, I'd just like to tell you thank you for having me on the show. You know, wish everyone to stay well and to hang in this whole path, and we'll get to go out and have some fun. I know we will. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Ian, as well. Uh, co-host for this interview. That was a good time. Thank you. Well, awesome. Thank you for tuning in to this aviation conversation. We hope that our discussion of aviation brought a smile to your face. This was our first time hosting this event, and we look forward to doing it again in the future. We welcome any feedback to improve these future events. You can find Full Disc Aviation online at www.fulldiscaviation.com and Mudspike Aviation at www.mudspikeaviation.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.